Alrighty. Computer's taking forever to boot up. Computer, you do this every day. What's the deal? Maybe some days computers have bad days too, you know? Does anyone know how to use the defrost function on a microwave? I'm convinced no one knows how to do that. No one's ever successfully done that, right? That's a fact of life. I think the buttons don't do anything and they put it on the machine for people to be like, wow, it's got a defrost function, but no one's ever able to successfully defrost anything. I think it's BS and I don't like it. Microwave companies do better. Or just say, hey, listen, we can't actually, we don't have the technology to actually defrost anything. We kind of, we've kind of making it up the entire time, you know, for being honest, the popcorn function, that's just start with a timer on it, you know? Sorry for lying to you guys for so long, but you know, we're trying to sell a lot of units. Got to get a lot of them uh, microwaves out there. We had to play with your emotions about technology. Uh, let's call it a brand. Ding-a-ling-a-ding. Bing-bong-boom. Hello? Yo. What's up? What are you doing? Oh, me? I'm just enjoying uh, something very underrated that people don't talk about enough. Oyster crackers. Wow. They're so bomb. So they're just like, basically they're small saltines. Yeah, but they're better than regular saltines because they're small. I know. I don't like the name of them. I guess because they look like oysters. Yeah, they or, resemble them. Yeah, but in do you put them in in soups? Oh yeah, that's what I got them for because I had and I had soup earlier and I totally forgot about the oyster crackers. So I was like, I gotta, I can't like totally ignore them. I just gotta have a few. Yeah, you're just raw dawing some oyster crackers. Yeah, they're pretty great. Wow, is pretty your, great. Is your mouth dry? The Sahara. Well, no, I have some water. Well, that's good. Yummy. You know, I'm a big soup guy. Speaking of oyster crackers, and so I like, went and like searched like different soup delivery methods. You know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do those exist? Kind of. I found one, and they never sent me anything. I was like, yeah, sorry, uh, you know, like due to COVID, we had to shut down the, the plant. And then it was like, we, we just, we did it like, it was like a week later. I'm like, okay. And then like a week later, they're like, sorry, we don't have enough workers because of COVID. And I was like, man, soup game is being ravaged by Omicron right now. Well, a lot of things are being ravaged by Omicron. Yeah. So anyway, so I, um, I never got my soup. Well... I would like to say that soup is pretty easy to make, but what do I know? I don't cook. <laughs> Here's the thing. Soup is pretty easy to make. It just takes a long time. Well, don't you put it in like a crock pot or like a slow cooker? Those terms sound right. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. Also, and they just leave it there all day. Isn't that what, what the people do? Yeah. Set it and forget it. Yeah, exactly. See, cooking wells knows what's up. That's kind of lazy. Also, it shouldn't be called. But this a, is America. Shouldn't be called so. slow cooker, by the way. That should be called rapid fire cooking, because that shit goes fast, bro. Oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of um, cut that. I was stupid. Um, what are you thinking of? An air fryer? No, I was thinking of <laughs> what is it? Um, it's pressurized. Oh, I don't know. Oh god, we've got a one. Pressure though. cooker. Pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it is. is. There it is. I don't even cook, and I know. Yeah. I know these terms. I'm doing a brand deal for a wine company. Ooh, love a good brand deal. Love a good brand deal. Pay them bills. Yeah, dollar bills, y'all. And I love a good brand deal that has to do with alcohol. Yeah, because they pay lots of bills. They got the bills, and they want me to use their wine to cook with. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that's kind of cool. I am really, I've consolidated my my TV brand. Cooking show host, bartender host. Into one. Seriously. So it's all good in the hood. Um, how you doing? Um, pretty good. You know, just getting through this Monday. Yeah. Just had a little energy drink about an hour ago, so that I was all set for the pod. A Celsius. You know it. My favorite. We gotta get. Wish they'd sponsor us. Yeah. Goodbye. Or like, is there another energy drink similar to Celsius that, like, you know, is there like a truly to the white claw that we need to get on board with, you know? I mean, I've tried a bunch of energy drinks and I gotta say Celsius is my favorite. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are drinking that bang energy drink. Bang. Have you seen that? Yeah. Bang. I've seen it. Eh, it's fine. I'm not an energy drink guy. 
I wasn't either before this because like the Red Bulls and the Rockstars, they like burn my stomach lining. Like I can feel it, you know? Celsius, not so much. Yeah. Hits me just right. Well, I know I've had them and I like them, but yeah, I'd yeah. like them to uh, sponsor us. That'd be great. You know? And hey, Celsius, if you, if you need me to incorporate your uh, energy drink into an alcoholic beverage or some sort of food product, I could probably do it. All right? Yeah. I mean, that's probably a lawsuit waiting to happen, mixing with alcohol, but yeah. I don't think so. What are you talking about? Red Bull vodka. Red Bull vodka. <laughs> Red Bull's making it work. Yeah. Can we just start the show off with with this? Do you know what Wordle is? I do not. Okay. I'm <laughs> nervous to tell you about Wordle. Is it a kid's toy? It's like a, a word game on your phone. Mm. And you get like five different lines to guess the word. And it shows you how many letters are in the word. And then you could type in like, I don't know, whatever word it is. You know, you think the word's proud. If you get a letter in the right, if you get the letter right in the right position, it's green. Mm. If you get a letter right, but it's in the wrong position, it's like yellow. And if you get the letter wrong, it's red or something. And then that you sounds get, very confusing. And then you get five chances to figure out the word. How do people have this much free time? Anyways, I'm amazed you haven't seen it because everyone fucking posts their little screenshot of them getting their wordle correct. And I did this on my Instagram and I just it's just gotten worse. And the problem is, is that I ended up talking about this on my Instagram and then Sarah's like, what are you talking about? And then she downloaded Wordle and now she's fucking doing it too. <laughs> no one cares about your wordle, okay? So stop posting it. Stop telling people. It's such a humble brag. Oh, great, you're smart. You figured out a word game. Bravo. Let's not do it anymore, guys. Let's stop. Let's enjoy winning for yourself, not for others, okay? No more wordle posts, please. I'm not trying to yuck your yum, but no one cares. Someone sounds jealous. Yeah. I don't have time for the wordle. I definitely don't have time for the wordle. I um I just got told that I have to start TikTok. So like what little free time I had is now I guess going to TikTok. I'm telling you, man, it's the future. I know. Tis the future. And but, I go there reluctantly. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you were on it before, then you got off it, now you're back on. It's just so overwhelming. I know. I hear you. Yeah. I was talking about this before I called you. Do you know how to use the defrost button on the microwave? Or is that something that no one knows how to do? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I feel like when I defrost something, I put it like in hot water in the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, in the microwave, there's a defrost button. And it'll be like, all right, how many pounds is this food? And you're like, I don't know, one pound. And then you put that in and, and it'll ask you all these questions. And then it defrosts you do it you try it and that never works and i think it's a scam i just think that they put the button on there because people would be like "Ooh, it's got the defrost bu button function but they never really did anything and it just it, it worked we all bought it thinking oh, i'm gonna defrost everything no one's defrosted a single thing in their entire life in the microwave that's just a selling point exactly trying to get you every time are you taking a picture of me of azzy girl because she's so cute oh you're in it though well, that's good all right well want to go yeah, we should start the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Wow, chicka, wow, wow. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with bowl and branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love bowl and branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out plus they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee 
so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at BowlAndBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. You want to start with Batch? We can, yeah. Okay. I felt like the episode was kind of boring. Eh, I kind of agree. Like, I'm over the Shanae shit. Can we move on? There's a part of me that's like, all you girls are kind of two-faced. Because they all hate Shanae, but no one steps up for Elizabeth, you know, before Elizabeth doesn't get the rose. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're two-faced. I think it's so obvious, like, if you've seen the show before, that, like, talking about drama is like not a good look, right? Like For people sure. that are usually, even if you're confronting the drama and it's the right thing to do and you're in the right, it still puts you in like a distasteful like spot. Yeah. So I feel like those girls probably are just like, well, I don't want to be that girl because that girl always goes home and whatever. And so everyone tried to stay silent and then clearly it just got so bad. And I, and I do think, I think everyone, including me, was truly shocked that he picked Shanae over Elizabeth, that he didn't, like, see right through that. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean I'm happy that she, that he did because I want her there longer, obviously. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> there's just a, there's a lot of girls of whom I still don't know their names. Like, oh, yeah. That's always – that's you know? what happens. Well, so what happens first? So the Shrimpgate 2022 <laughs> is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. How are we not calling her shrimp fingers, like scallop fingers? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we're going to think of something great in paradise, you know? Like Have she, to. She's coming down the steps with a platter of fucking, you know, scrimps. For sure. But and, but I guess she's kind of right. Sinead does uses a tactic that a lot of people that are good at arguing do, where they change the subject from what the argument is to something that is incorrect in the person that you're arguing with thing. And then hyper focus on that, even though that's not what you guys are arguing about, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, she was kept saying she's lying about the hot tub. Yeah. It's that a, wasn't, that wasn't the OG problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. So maybe I am like, but she, here's the thing. She was lying about the hot tub. Why did she do that? I don't even know. I would have been like, maybe I was in the hot tub. I don't know. You know, like, what? Yeah. So confusing. I don't know if Clayton's a, a true team player when it comes to the show and is just like, yeah, whatever. We'll keep her around. She's great. Or if she really is that good at manipulating him. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's getting manipulated hard. By who? Production By or Schnell? Schnell? Well, <laughs> Honestly, probably both. Yeah. <laughs> probably both. The whole thing with Shanae and, like, crashing the after party after the football date. Mm hmm So there's no way that she heard those girls talking about her and just so happened to have a camera in her room and then, like, went to the, went to the wall and listened. Like, that's not yeah. what – that didn't happen. Well, obviously, she, if she was really napping, there wouldn't be a camera in there. Exactly. Yeah. But they needed to have some reason to send her to this after party. Because if she was like, I think that they're talking about me, we'd be like, well, you can't go. You can't go mm -hmm. if you, th of, course, of course you would think. But like her having this knowledge of they're talking about me and I have to go to defend myself thing is what gave her like the kind of the green light to be able to go. Even though that never happened. That was definitely something they filmed afterwards. I bet you a million dollars. I could see it. Yeah. And then so they also, so Clayton, everyone <laughs> says Clayton really weird. I don't know if you pick up on that, but. Well, a couple of the girls say like Clayton. Yeah. Like they really enunciate the T. Clayton. It's very interesting. Yeah. And then he goes on that date with that one girl, the pilot. Um, Rachel, I love her. Yeah. I didn't even know she was on the show. You know, I. What do you mean? Yes, you did. Because you were like, are you a flight instructor? Are you a flight oh, yeah. You can't be both. What are you? That's true. I did say that. You didn't know about her. It was just a weird date. Like, they went horseback riding, and then they fucking crashed someone's barbecue. Okay, yeah. What an awkward date, number one. Number two, what family is that? Who are these random people? And what incentive do they have to sign up to be on The Bachelor? Like, I, it was the weirdest date, I, like, I think I've ever seen on this show. Yeah, just say that those are, like, the, the cowboys at the stable, and they're having a barbecue, and you're bringing the horses back, and you're eating with, like, yeah. we came across this family uh, during COVID times, and we're going to come crash yeah. the party? No. 
Excuse me, no, thank you. It was super weird, I thought. Really weird. It looked good, but I was just like, we could have come up with a better story for this one. Or had to. Or just like have a picnic, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that. And then uh, agree. Yeah. And then they go to dinner and I tell you, they both, they fucking deserve each other. They both talk like they're in a god dang Nicholas Sparks book. Everything they say <laughs> is like so ridiculously romantic. You're just like, no one talks like this. Uh, yeah. I kind of love her. I love them together. I will never dim your light. Shut the fuck up, dude. Oh, I know. I will never dim your light. Oh, my God. Great line, Clayton. But <laughs> but come on. like oh, You owe Nicholas Mark some money. Oh, and then That's so then, then they have the they have their date. Like he's like, I just gotta know, I gotta get to the bottom of something. Are you so perfect and still looking for a man? Oh, okay, we got it, we got it. You're Nicholas Sparks. You know, he's like, I got one more surprise for you, and it's always some obscure country band no one's ever heard of before. You know? Yeah. Um, is it just me? You probably didn't even notice this. Is it just me, or was there a female vocal in the harmony? And not no one on stage. <laughs> there was a lot of things that was happening that was not on stage. I was like, I hear a pedal steel. Ain't no one up there with the dobro, bro. I'm hearing harmonies. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, like electric guitar. I was like, this is just a track. Like, why are we even pretending that you're... And also the guy never strummed the guitar. Not a single time. He just held it. <laughs> Kills me. <laughs> Oh, my God. And it was just like such the like music row bro band that they threw together. There are frat guys from Georgia then that moved to Nashville. They all the same haircut. They look related. Yeah. And what was the, what was, what was the name of the band like? Reckless, uh, Reckless Rowdy Rumble Bunch. Or something. Oh, yeah. Like Re- Reckless Road, maybe. Re- which I was confused because there's also a band called Temecula Road. Yeah. There's too many, too many country artists. I don't know. Yeah. Stop, stop using roads in all of your (laughs) band names and songs. Yeah. Body like a back road. Okay. We love that one though. Only that dude can get away with fucking calling a girl's body a dirt road and people be like, oh, it's so (laughs) sexy. (laughs) Oh, Sam Hunt. Your face is like a tractor. Your body's like a back road. Oh, Sam, tell me more beautiful things. Okay, that's not the song. But okay. <laughs> I know, but that's like the next one. Uh, Sam's better than that. Any other country artist, sure. Titties like beanbags. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hated how it ended because I want some finality to like I I want hated. I want to know what happens to like to Shanae. like everyone goes hard on the hard in the paint on her and doesn't seem to fluster Clayton at all. He's making out with her on the bar, so I know I I think she's gonna stick around. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I do feel bad for Clayton because this happens every season, and the, Clayton's like one of the first bachelors in recent times that has hasn't like reached out before the show and was like hey what should i expect there's gonna be one person that everyone's not gonna like and you're not gonna understand why and then when you watch it back you're gonna be like "Ooh, i look like an idiot Mm -hmm. and this is this is this for him right and now he has to deal with like everyone being like what what are you thinking i would love to know what he is thinking you're never as crazy as you seem to be on TV, and you're never as nice as you seem to be on TV. It's always somewhere in the middle. That's true. I'm excited to meet her. I I I, I love sh- Shrimpgate 2022. <laughs> uh, anything else on uh, the batch? I don't really think much else happened. I was dying at the Olympian chick, just like crushing everyone yeah. in football. It was everything, and what? she was taking it so seriously. I loved it so much. Yeah. And by the way, I want some royalties, ABC. I was in, they, they showed a flashback of me in there. I saw a glimpse of your curly hair on there. Yeah, I was like, ugh, some royalties, baby. Your royalties are screen time, okay? And even that is- Precious screen time. <laughs> that's about as much screen time as I usually get, about four mm-hmm. seconds. Sounds right. I just feel like there's not a whole lot of girls that I got, uh, they've like made us feel invested in. Yeah. You know, like I feel like 
maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's still like super early in the season, but I feel like like by now, usually you have at least like one person with like a good sob story that really opens up that you're really rooting for. And so far I haven't really heard that. Yeah. So, I mean, I do like Rachel, the pilot a lot. I do like Susie. I really like Serene. And I think she's getting the next one-on-one, right? Yeah, Didn't she they is. kind of say that? So I'm kind of excited to hear more about her because I feel like she, I feel like he really likes her. Yeah. We did see a little bit more of Teddy than we've been seeing. I'm just not that invested in anyone. Hopefully once the Shanae saga ends, then we can get more invested in these women. But I got to be honest with you, Shanae's kind of carrying the show right now for us. Yeah, she is. For yeah. real. There's another girl. She's one of the blonde chicks. And she, I swear to God, every time she's on camera, she's crying. Oh, I know. I love I'm her. Like, Always crying. And not about something like, you know, Ashley, I would always cry about something stupid. Like, yeah. I feel like it's really not about anything stupid. It's just like that she's so emotional at all times yeah. and like so insecure. And just I feel so bad for her. But I'm like, girl, you got to stop crying. Yeah. Like that's you got to pull it together. All right. Well, I think that's probably enough batch. I don't know. We'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, Shanae sticks around. Because I don't, know, I don't know where we're going without Shanae. I know. Uh, you got some fave things, bro? Bro. I feel like I've watched a lot of TV, but, like, nothing really that great. I binged uh, season two of Cheer. Okay. Th- did you watch season one? I watched season one. Loved it. Loved it, right? Yeah. Loved season one. It took, it took a while. I would say it took about halfway into this season for me to feel like it was as good. What they do, and I get, I get it. It's like, all right, where do we go? Where do we go from season one? Like you have to introduce new characters and I get that. But you know, a, a lot of this season was about Trinity Valley Community College, which is their, their rival, mm-hmm. like down the street. I don't want to ruin it for you, but once you get to the end, you kind of see why that they showed so much about that school. I don't know if it was they didn't go deep enough into the stories about those individual kids that I just didn't I just didn't feel like as gravitated towards those kids as I did the kids on the Navarro team. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I just feel like Lexi, the blonde girl, mm-hmm. the Tumblr from last year, like she was just was just so open and you just learned so much about her life and Morgan too that I feel like it really you really like became bonded with those girls and really invested in them and you didn't really get that on anybody for anybody on the other team. So I don't know. I, it was kind of weird. There was also a lot of like, kind of like dark side stories going on. Like, did you, did you know about Jerry? Yeah. I, said, I don't know where I was, but I don't really remember that all going on. So they obviously touch a lot on that. And also like Monica has some falling out with Ladarius is his name. She has like a huge falling out with him and it's like very emotional and just like kind of heavy. So it was, it was definitely a heavier season. I thought. Worth it or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved it, but I, I wouldn't go into it expecting it to be as great as season one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cheers season two. I got something that's absolutely fantastic and you need to watch it. Oh, you do. I do. It's on uh, Apple TV Plus. What's it called? The After Party. Oh, I just saw, they have a couple of really good things coming out. Well, this is one of them. Here's okay. the tag. When a high school reunion's after party ends in a death, Everyone is a suspect. A detective grills the former classmates one by one, uncovering potential motives as each tells their version of the story, cumulating in the shocking truth. The After Party. Listen to this. That sounds great. Listen to this cast. The detective is Tiffany Haddish, okay? Mm. Who's probably been having to deal with some detectives in her um, personal life right now. So Dave Franco plays his character Xavier. So they're all coming back. For their, Love him. They're all coming back for their family for their high school reunion. And Dave Franco is famous now. He's a famous musician and actor and everything. He like comes in on a helicopter, and so like he's flexing on everyone for his high school reunion. Another character named Sam, uh, that's played by Sam Richardson, is like still in love with this his high school crush. And so he's like, I'm going to go to this high school reunion and I'm going to hook up with her. But then like Dave Franco's character is also hitting on her and Dave Franco's character ends up having an after party. And so everyone goes back there. And on the first episode, Dave, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but Dave Franco dies. And then (laughs) it's everyone. So that, so then Tiffany Haddish sits everyone down. So like everyone's got their kind of own episode, it seems so, like, the first one is with Sam Richardson's character who tells his version of what happened. 
And then like Ike Barinholtz's character who's on Mad TV, he has his interview and he's villainized by everyone. But then when you hear his side of the story, it's not that way. And then Ilana Glazer, who is in Arrested Development, she's in it. Ben Schwartz, who everyone kind of knows from, I want to say Parks and Rec is in it. Like the cast is insanely good. And the wow. show is so funny and like, it's a great whodunit. So, Apple- so you're telling me Dave Franco's only in one episode? No, he's in every episode because oh. they're reliving everyone's perception of it. So he is the focal point. So he's in every episode, but he's dead in the first one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, the after party. Great freaking show. I think there's only three episodes out right now, maybe. The next one comes out on the 4th on Friday. Have you seen the preview for Suspicion? Oh, I think so. It's Uma Thurman's new show. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll let you read the synopsis in your your little uh, movie voice. What's this on? Apple TV Plus. Okay. Five ordinary Brits are accused of kidnapping the son of a prominent U.S. media mogul. They embark on a desperate race against time to prove their innocence. But will anyone believe them? And are they telling the truth? Suspicion. That sounds pretty good. So it's the same producers that did, do you remember the Americans? Yeah. That show the Americans? They did that. And also um, one of the producers from Watchmen. Oh, yeah. My buddy Kunal's in it. Yeah. it's a. It looks pretty good. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Well, yeah. Apple TV Plus, I feel like, is starting to put out the hits. They do great things. That comes out on Friday as well. So um, we finished Ozark. Did you finish Ozark? I just started it yesterday. Okay, so I just need you to know on the front end that this is part one of the season yeah. finale. Right. I didn't realize that, and I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, because then we get more episodes. I know, but like, when does that happen? Like, When do, when do we get more episodes coming our way? Probably going to be a minute. I know. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Okay. But I'm going to stick with what I said earlier is that like you know, Marty's going to keep on making deals until he's all the way to Putin. And then who else to make a deal with after that? The <laughs> devil, you know? Yeah. His son is turning out to be a piece of shit. Is he? Or does his son realize <laughs> that his mother's a piece of shit? Well, that's absolutely true. We were talking about this and I think that Marty is the smartest and then I think his son is the second smartest and then I think Ruth's the third smartest. Oh. And then I think it's the mom. Yeah. Which means I think the mom's going to die. And the daughter's just useless. She's just here to look pretty and have great hair. Yeah, the daughter just wants to go back to Chicago (laughs) and live her life, you know? I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah. I don't blame her. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, the the kid's too smart and the, and the kid does not like the mom anymore. And no. I'm telling you, man. And once once the kid realized that the mom doesn't give a fuck about family, he understood his pecking order. And I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to kill that. He's going to kill his mom. That's, that's, my, oh my God. that's my theory on it. Or he's going to get her killed or he, something's going to happen where it's going to be him versus her and he's going to have to choose himself. That'd be crazy. I know. Wow. You know what? I did start and finish and binged it real quick. What's that? Have you seen the woman in the house across the street from the woman in the window? No, but <laughs> 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 wasn't, wasn't that like, wasn't Amy Adams just in that movie? Okay, well, this is that's the whole point. This is like a loose parody of all of the novels that are like the woman in the window, yeah. the woman in cabin ten, the woman across the street. The wo- it's like it's a parody that it's meant to be funny. Oh. It reminds me a lot of um, what's the show that Christina Applegate's in the, with James Marsden, but it's Kristen Bell is the lead and she's phenomenal. Uh, I was actually re- I was either reading or watching, I think reading like an interview she did. And she was dead saying that, like, dead to me. It reminds me a bit of dead to me. Yeah. She was saying that, you know, it's, it, all the actors are, are like, it's a pretty good cast. And she was saying, you know, we were all struggling with finding the fine line between, like, of being very good at bad acting, you yeah. know? Because she was like, the lines are so bad that you have to be so good that you deliver them badly. Yeah. And she was like, it took us all a while to figure it out. And uh, she was like, but, I, you know, she was like, I think we nailed it. She says, we all had fun with it and we think it's really great. But she did say that. She was like, it was tough at first to read these terrible lines as a great actor, like you really have to like find that fine line or whatever. But my favorite character, I didn't even seen it, but my favorite character is the, the male stripper. I think he's fucking hysterical. His lines were so absurd and he delivered all of them with the straightest face. Like he was so serious about it. It was everything. 
when a handsome neighbor moves in across the street, Anna, a heartbroken woman for whom every day is the same, starts to see a light at the end of the tunnel. That is, until she witnesses a gruesome murder. Or did she? <laughs> so, like, the, the whole way it starts out, the premise is, like, Kristen Bell's character is, uh, you know, divorced. Her daughter died tragically. And it opens with her, like, pouring herself a glass of wine with, like, just pouring the entire bottle and filling the glass. And this is what she does. She just, like, drinks bottle by bottle. She's a complete alcoholic. And she's taking, like, all these pills prescribed by her therapist. And and he's like, you know, you're not supposed to mix with alcohol. And she's like, oh, I'm not. And she's, like, popping pills and downing them with alcohol. Like, talking. It's hilarious. Um and so, and it, it like literally starts out, like if you don't know it's a parody, it starts out and you're like, what the heck? Because you find out really quick how her daughter dies and her daughter is murdered and eaten by a serial killer. <laughs> it, it, he, she, and they say it's so serious. She's like, she was murdered and eaten and she's just sobbing and you're like, what, is this real? And then you figure out really quickly it's supposed to be funny. But I really, really loved it. I thought it was great. I like when shows are self-aware. Yeah, it's really good. I finished another book. Is it the woman in the window? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, is it the woman in the cabin? No. <laughs> is it the woman in the car? Is it the girl on the train? <laughs> is it Gone Girl? <sighs> no, it's a book called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. So do you remember when I read, I was telling you all about the book, An Absolutely Remarkable Thing by Hank Green, who's yep. John Green's brother and- I absolutely loved the first book and I found there was a second one and then I ripped the second one. It is so good. It's so fun. If you're into sci-fi and if you liked like Ready Player One, you need to go read both of these books. It's like Ready Player One meets like an alien movie with a cool crew of millennial Gen Xers or Gen Zers as the protagonist. And then there also is like a, this whole political aspect that like is very, very revealing of what's happening today. It's so freaking good. And Hank Green, well done, man. I know your brother's like known as the author, but like you killed it. So an absolutely remarkable thing. And then the second one, a beautifully foolish endeavor. Go read them now. Very elaborate titles of his books. Yeah, I agree. But it's better than like girl and girl across the street. <laughs> <laughs> girl with binoculars. Funny. You know what I was thinking about the other day? What's that? I think it would be kind of fun to be a flat earther. <laughs> you know? Why? Because then you just have people arguing with you 24 7 Yeah, like it's such a ridiculous thing. That like it would be kind of fun to be like I'm I'm holding I'm holding <laughs> firm on this flat Earth thing. Oh, or people like yeah. every dinner party you you'd go to, you'd have something interesting to talk about. You know, everyone be like, oh, you know, Wells the flat earther. Everyone be like, tell me about it. Like what what? Tell me all <laughs> the things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like what, like what are the crazy things that you believe that like makes this true in your life? I just think it'd be so fun to believe something so silly. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe I need that. I need that in my life. Cause everyone, I feel like everyone in this world right now has got like some crazy weird conspiracy and I don't really have one. Mm, you need a conspiracy. Yeah. I, I need, a, I need a, I need a bad cause, but I don't want one that like, <laughs> I don't want one that like makes me lose family or friends. <laughs> Like we don't want one that's serious. Yeah, I don't want like a political one or like a vaccine one. I don't need that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I just want like some ridiculous thing. Like we've already got the real ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want a fun one. Like the like the moon yeah. landing isn't real or something. But I, I can't right. even get on board with that. I think that's real. Ah. I don't know. I need the Y of Tears to suggest some <laughs> weird but also unproblematic conspiracy theory for me to have because I I want mm -hmm. one. Okay, wow. I don't know. I was reading about this uh, theory. I think it's in, it's considered in a box universe. And it's called the sausage effect. Have you heard this? No. So I'm probably gonna do a bad job of explaining this. But in this theory of the universe, 
everything that has happened, everything that will happen is preordained. And then mm -hmm. the way that like our minds are able to perceive time is we get to experience like this moment and this moment and this moment and this moment. In reality, the fourth dimension is all like one long thing. Like We are always going to do all these things or whatever, which sucks because then it takes out choice, I guess, and, mm -hmm. and fate, I suppose. But then there's this kind of like beautiful way of looking at it. So like, so instead of like, you're just this person sitting in this, I'm this person sitting in this chair right here, really like I'm this elongated version of myself through time. Like after this, I'm gonna get up and walk downstairs. I'm gonna go get some food or whatever. I'm gonna go sit on the couch and like that kind of sausage kind of moves through the house, if you will. And so it's kind of sad because it takes with the, the idea of choice, but then it's kind of awesome because then everyone that comes in contact with you in the past or in the future or have always been a part of you no matter what you and i meeting whatever it was in 2015 you were always a part of my life before that and even if like we never talked again you'd always be a part of my life after that because we came in contact with one another you're like part of my sausage which sounds weird but um, <laughs> which is kind of a wonderful way of trying to understand why we're all connected in some way shape or form yeah and I'm probably not right. I'm doing probably a terrible job of explaining it, but I thought that was a kind of a cool way of thinking about like how we are all interconnected, but we don't even realize it because maybe we can't perceive time in the way that time actually is as a fourth dimensional thing. I thought that was neat. That is neat. I was trying to explain that drunkenly last night to my brother and he was like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Were you drunk watching football? Yes. We watched the foosball. Two great games, I must say. Great games. And your mom was at the game. Yes, she was. She's a big Rams fan these days. I didn't know that. She's such a bandwagon fan, but like, I'm you know, all for it. Yeah, you know, live your life, sister. Live your life, Tizzle. Gotta do it. <laughs> I do have one more thing that I watched. I forgot, forgot about oh, it. What is it? Have you seen The Fallout on HBO Max? Oh, that sounds familiar. It's a movie. Pull it up so you can read the thing. So, so crazy. So the director of The Fallout is a girl named Megan Park. And Megan and I used to be really good friends. She actually, when I very first started my old band, Frank and Daryl, I don't mm -hmm. know if anyone here um, was around long enough to remember that. When I started Frank and Daryl, it wasn't just a duo. Like it, it turned into just Cody and I. But when we first started it, we were a trio and Megan was in my band, Frank and Daryl. And we did like three part harmonies and stuff. And then once Cody and I decided to take it more seriously and like get the record deal and everything, Megan was an actress at the time and she was on a huge show called The Secret Life of the American Teenager. And so she obviously stepped away from the band to focus on acting and Cody and I went and did the music thing. Um, and I, I always knew like, she's a fabulous actress and I always knew that she was like wanted to direct eventually and and everything. And um, this is her directing. And I think she wrote it. Uh, it's her debut, her directing and writing debut. And it's got the, Julie Bowen's in it. She's the mom. And um, what Maddie Ziegler, the dancer, she's in it. Shailene Woodley's in it. Shailene plays the therapist, which is funny because Megan and Shay were on uh, Secret Life together. And I know they've stayed friends. So that's pretty, I'm sure Megan, I'm sure Shay did that, you know, for Megan, which is super cool. I love how close they still are. Um, and then the lead is Jenna Ortega. And I know mm. she's been in some things. She is phenomenal in this. Like it starts out very heavy. And this doesn't really give anything away because it happens very quickly. But it's basically about these two girls that go through a school shooting. And the beginning of it's very heavy. It's all it's all pretty heavy, but at the beginning of it is very heavy. And these two girls who have nothing in common, they're so different. Um, obviously, you know, bond over experiencing this tragedy together. And um, it's just kind of a it's a little bit of a coming of age story, but it's just about the relationship that they form and what they go through after you know going through the shooting. And uh, it's just I, I'm so impressed. I'm I'm so I haven't talked to Megan in years. I need to text her. I'm very impressed with it. I th thought she did an amazing job. Jenna Ortega was in You. Who was she in You? She's like the little girl that is kind of groomed. Which season? Uh, not the most recent one, the one before that. She's like kind of being groomed by Chris D'Elia. I don't know if you remember that. And then he comes in. Not really. And then he, Penn Badgley comes in and kills Chris D'Elia. I can't really remember. But anyway, she's amazing. Yeah. She's going to be a big star one day. That day is today, I think. Actually. That day is today. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got to give a shout out to Rafa Nadal. The ups and downs of the Australian Open, guys. Listen, I don't talk a lot of tennis out there, but listen, it was stressful. Did you hear about all that happened? No. Just for everyone to understand. There are three tennis players in the world right now that are 
the best, hands down. You have Roger Federer, who has 20 Grand Slam titles. I've you, heard of him. You have Rafael Nadal, who has 20 Grand Slam titles. I haven't really heard of him, to be honest. Well, he's Spanish, and he's great. And you have Novak Djokovic, who has 20 Grand Slam titles. So all three of not, them— I have not heard of him. Okay. Well, all three of them <laughs> have the most Grand Slam titles— in the history of the sport, and they're all playing at the exact same time, which is bonkers, by the way. So going into the Australian Open, and you know, obviously Australia is, is, is much stricter, I think, than a lot of countries when it comes to COVID. And, you know, they're like, if you're coming here to play the Australian Open, you got to be vaccinated, yada, yada, yada. Well, there's this whole scandal where Novak Djokovic said he was vaccinated. Turns out he wasn't. He, like, forged his vaccination status, comes in. He has COVID. He does a bunch of, like, meet and greets and probably spreads it around or whatever. He gets basically kicked out of Australia because kind of being a dick, if you ask me. So he can't play in it, okay? So Nadal is getting a little bit, getting a little long in the tooth. He's been around for a while, but he's a great player in his own right. And he gets the finals, and he's going up against this guy named Medvedev, who's like this like Russian badass, who's like kind of like the next wave and younger and taller and faster and stronger or whatever. And Rafa goes down two sets to love. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, it's over. Even like the announcers are like, I don't think he's going he's gonna to be able to win this. You know, he'll have to win three sets, right? He's down two sets to love, and it's, I think he's down a break in the third. I turn off the T. I change the channel, being like, "This isn't. This is over. Whatever." And then two hours later, I'm like watching Sports Center, and it's like, in "The greatest comeback in tennis history: Rafa Nadal comes back to win his 21st Grand Slam title and be the you know the, the most decorated tennis player of all time." And just think, the biggest shot Novak Djokovic took in his career was the one he didn't take in his arm. And it was like, ah, yeah! Anyways, Rafa Nadal. Wow. Yeah. Go sports. Go sports. I watch Eternals. What's that? Uh, it's like the newest MCU thing. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm. It's got Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden, who was in Game of Thrones. And Kid Harrington, who was in Game of Thrones, and Selma Hayek. It's a huge cast. I gotta say, uh... Really? Yikes. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell asleep in it. I fell asleep. Oh, no. I fell asleep. So, I don't know. I mean, like, it's cool, and maybe it's, like, setting up cool movies to come out, and, like, they're gonna be able to, like, go into, you know, the... Marvel Cinematic Universe now, I guess, but, uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you ever watch season two of Too Hot, or season three of Too Hot to Handle? We started it today. So, Loved it. So, I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to come back and give you an update. Okay, fine. On how I feel. Okay. I would just love to know, like, if you're rooting for any couples, or who your faves are. Not, I'm not, I'm not that far in to know that okay if i'm being honest okay you want me to do some fuck you very muches yeah saw some good ones recently i'm really enjoying the fuck you very much just keep them coming yft years we love it <laughs> all right so five stars fuck you very much from clay all right first off brandy it's not that we don't care about your heartbreak we just want to hear about it all right it's in <sighs> it's insane this quote insane you think we you. wouldn't Think of us YFTers as a shoulder you can cry on. Wells, what- I, I did cry. Mm, that's true. Wells, <laughs> what the fuck? If grandpa is gone, bring back Amazon reviews. We should do that. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. Oh, and if MT and Brandy are done, you need MT once a week so we can hear that sweet voice love the podcast. Ooh. Is Sorry so, We're Stone done? Well, you know, we've been on hiatus. This is a great point. Thank you for bringing this up because we've had we have this like stoner uh, Facebook group and everyone's like up in arms on the Facebook group. However, I will say shout out to the stoners that are plugging YFT because a lot of them are like, if you miss Brandy, she's on YFT every week with Wells and it's actually just as good. Yeah. Um, so we've been we've been getting some uh, some free press in the Sorry We're Stoned Facebook group. Thank nice. you very much. 
It's on hiatus. We took a hiatus in November to kind of get through the holidays, and that's just kind of uh, unfortunately extended through January. So we're just trying to um, cross some T's and dot some I's before we decide where Sorry We're Stoned is going. So as soon as we have an update for the stoners, we will give one. I will be in LA next week with Tizzle, so we've already talked about pumping some content out for the stoners because we do miss them. Nice. Yeah. All right. This is from White Claw Lady. Five stars. Fuck you very Great much. Great username. Great username. Five stars. Fuck you very much. Gave Wells a White Claw during the LPGA tournament. Was by oh. far the most caring YFTer of all. No mention of my grand gesture in the podcast. Spent the oh. whole week waiting for. All of a sudden, this mid-aged chubby lady brings me a red raspberry White Claw. I really needed that. She <laughs> knew not to bring me a lime one. <laughs> My game took a turn on that moment. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, has crying face emoji, crying face emoji, crying face emoji. Okay, by the way, lady, you are not chubby. Uh, you are beautiful. Second, I apologize. I should have said this, said something about this when I was recapping the tournament. And uh, to be honest with you, there was a couple women who brought me white claws, if I'm being <laughs> honest. <laughs> Uh, you Man, you really know your target audience, yeah, don't you? You weren't the only one, but I do remember you, and I thank you, and I love you so much. That helped me a lot. I do appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. This is from Autumn184, five stars. F you very much. Hey, Wells, fuck you very much. Stop saying there's a new book I'm reading when we all know you don't read. You listen. That's not thank reading. You. No shame in saying I'm listening to a new book. Also, my six and four-year-old kids live for the sounds you make when the Skype calls ringing. Bing, bing, boop. <laughs> then you don't do that, and my kids get mad, so keep it up. Love you, Brandy. Love the show. So excited every time there's a new episode. P.S. No erotic grandpas, please. All right. Ooh, oh. Yes, I like this yeah, chick. Yeah, that was... Did you write that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Autumn. That's my, uh, what's it called when you have a second name? <laughs> alias. Alias, my alias. Yeah, pseudonym. Pseudonym, I think that's what I was thinking. Oh, here's one. Larry, not Gary, from Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, subject line, Wells is so nice in person. To celebrate my husband's birthday, I suggested a trip to Orlando to watch a golf tournament. But really, I just wanted to meet Wells. I've only had the balls to ask one celebrity for a photo, Jonah Hill. He said, no, sorry. Whoa, Jonah. And I was so nervous to ask Wells, but I told myself, I'm so excited, in quotes. He said yes to a photo and was so kind and made my year. Wells, greater than sign, Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. That is phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's enough. Oh, but man. That's, that's too good. That, I mean, like, there's a wife of tears that fucking, like, the woman that didn't bring me a lime white claw because she knows, that is... Dedicated. That's dedication, baby. See, this really has me pumped for a YFT tour. Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, yeah. So we teased it on Insta. Yeah. We've been talking about trying to figure out how to do a YFT tour. We teased on Insta, like, where would you want it? Mm -hmm. Just and to gauge interest, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and so we're thinking like a New York, a Chicago, a Nashville, maybe a Denver, maybe a couple West Coasters. Yeah. If you guys would really come and hang out with us, then keep uh, commenting on the Insta and messaging us and letting us know because that gets us hype and that gets the team hype and that gives us the motivation we need to pull this off because it's going to be a lot of work to pull it off, but we love y'all. And I just like, I love hearing stories of like when Wells gets to meet you guys and I love meeting you guys when I see you at my DJ shows and stuff and I just think it would be so fun after all this time of podcasting for us to finally get to meet some of our dedicated listeners, don't you? True that. Yeah, that'd be great. Also, I really just want to see Wells's um, stand-up talents on stage uh. during a live show. I want to see if he's as funny on the spot live as he is when he gets to edit it every mm, week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to work on a, some, a couple minutes of material, I feel like. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You're coming out to Alec for the Super I'm Bowl? to Alec. Yeah, speaking of uh, meeting you guys at DJ shows, I, I am coming to LA. But first, I'm stopping in Park City, Utah on February 5th, which is this coming weekend. And I'm DJing at my favorite place, The Cabin. It's right on Main Street. And I've already had a YFTer message me and be like, oh my God, I'm in Park City skiing that weekend. I'm so excited. Now I have Saturday 
minute plan. So I've already got one at YFT or on the guest list. So um, if you guys want to come and hang, the cabin is so fun. If you're in Salt Lake City or Park City or in the area, it's literally one of my favorite places I ever play. And so I, I love getting to see the YFTers. And if you want to come out and dance and have a good time, I'll see you there. Very cool. I'm going to be. And then, yeah, Ella. And then Ella. Yeah. For a whole week. What am I going to do with myself? Oh, my gosh. Can I'm we a... make a TikTok together? We can, yeah. I, I got to start TikTok. You got to figure it out, sister. I got to start TikTok. Yeah. And I think we're going to get not one, but I think we're going to maybe get two in-person podcasts while I'm there. Uh, okay. That'll, I know. That'll be much better. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm going to be up in Pebble Beach, Carmel, uh, my hometown. Going to a golf tournament up there. It's the AT&T Pro-Am. It's like a tournament that I used to work as a kid, and I go every year because it's a lot of fun. So if you're going to go and you're walking around the course and you see me, come say what up, as long as you don't have COVID. Uh, that's great. And <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out with Benjamin Higgins and oh. Dean Unglert. And I think Kaylin will be there, actually, as well. Nice. We're going to have some fun. Um, I have a song. Let's hear it. Have you heard of this band called Wet Leg? No. I think this is a odd t- band name. Very odd band name, but I'm digging this. Really, spot. really quick before we before you play the song. Yeah. Do you know about this music festival? That's yes. All the emo bands that's in Vegas. Do we need to go to that? I feel like we do. They added a whole second weekend because the first one was so popular. Yeah, but I feel like it's fire festival all over oh, again. You do? Yeah, that's that's the story. Is that it's all a shame. <gasps> do you think? That's that's what everyone's saying. So. That would be so sad. I know, but but because a lot of people are very excited about it. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, Google it and see if it's real or not. Okay. All right. I feel like some of the bands posted and said, like, "Yes, this is real. We're playing this festival." All right. Well, I'll do some research. Do I some, feel like it'd be so fun. Do some recon. I'm happy to drive over to Vegas. All right, let's go out in this. This is a band called Wet Leg, and I think I found her on TikTok. See, freaking TikTok. Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's a song called Chase Lounge that I like a lot. All right, YFTers. We love you. I'll see you in person next week, Wells. Can't wait, baby. Can't wait. Like the old days again. I know. All right. Keep those uh, five-star uh, rating and reviews coming. We love the fuck you very much. Is And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.